Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Delve Into Money podcast, episode number 40. We have now entered April, which means we're a quarter of the way through 2022. I don't know about you, but it seems like we just switched over to the new year. At the turn of the new year, many of us had big plans for what 2022 was going to look like. We had big ideas of the changes that we were going to make, the improvements that we were going to make in our lives. So I want to ask you a question. How are you doing at this point in 2022? Are you on track with the goals that you have set? It's likely that many of us, maybe even most of us, and I, but I'm hoping because you're listening to this that you've been very intentional about your goals and about staying on track with them, but it's likely that many of us have fallen behind on our goals or may have even dropped them completely. Despite all the talk that I have and the things that I do and and how intentional I am with going about my life, I've definitely fallen behind on a few of my goals this year. I'd set a goal, some fitness goals, to lose some weight to get in better shape because I wanted to uh, be able to get back into playing some basketball and doing some running. At this point, I have not made the progress that I wish I would have, but I have made improvements, so I need to count that as a positive. I told myself I was going to journal at least once a week. I've not kept up with that habit as well. There are things at work that I'm behind what my original plan was, things that I wanted to complete by the end of quarter one that I've not quite completed. So despite all of this, I've not made the progress in Q1 that I'd hoped to make. But I think we've talked about on this podcast, and I'm sure you've heard elsewhere, the reality is, is we make way less progress in the short term, but way more in the long term. So it's super important that we stay focused and stay chugging along on our goals. One of the things I implemented a few years back that really helped me stay on track was a quarterly review process. So because we've just completed the first quarter, I was doing this process and I thought it would be a process that would be helpful to share with other people. Now, this process is not unique to me. I've taken this process from other people. I've made my own version of it. So If this interests you, I'm not telling you to do what I'm doing, but I'm just encouraging you to start the process of a quarterly review. See, I want to step back real quick and and I want to talk about what my process looks like on a big scale. I have a a long-term vision that I've written out. So I've currently, that's a 25-year vision and it's just what I want my life to look like. Then I look at a five-year time horizon and I say, what do I want it to look like in five years? 
And then I back off of that five years and what do I need to get done in this year to make the right around progress on my goals? And then I back it to a quarter. And then from that quarter, I then work week in, week out to try and make progress towards that quarterly goal. So I'm not focused on the one year, the five year, or the five year plus goals. I'm focused on what I want to get done this quarter. And I think this process helps us break it down into small enough bits that we can actually make progress. Whereas if we keep it at a year or or bigger timeline, we can come up with all sorts of excuses to put it off. But the quarter and then down to a weekly seems to be the right frequencies to put pressure on you to make forward progress. So I've adopted this process in the last five years. And so my hope is that I've got something that's working for me now. My hope is that I can help you come up with the process, but that you can still adopt and make it your own. For me, the quarterly review has been an essential part of my personal progress. Before it, I would periodically check in on my goals, but it was hard to determine if I'd made enough progress till that next milestone. When I was setting just annual goals, I hadn't broken those goals down into small enough bits to keep me motivated and moving forward. When I was doing the annual process, I would jump through all sorts of mental hoops to tell myself I was on track with my annual goals, only to get to the year-end process and realize that I wasn't anywhere close. A quarterly review allows you to set intermediate goals. It also limits the amount of goals you work on at the same time. So I will set a large number of goals for a year, but because I'm focused on a quarterly timeline, I can limit that to only two or three goals in an individual quarter. Third, it gives me a true account after just a shorter period of time where I failed and where I've struggled or where I've even done well. And then last, it allows me to address what I can do to refocus for the next quarter. The quarter is short enough that it feels like it's a sprint. It feels like we can make big changes, but also we don't have to focus for too long. 90 days is short enough that we can still accomplish big enough things and see progress. So in this episode, I'm going to walk through my quarterly review process so that you can reflect on your quarter and set a plan for the quarter to come. The review is broken down into two parts. I do some some questioning. I do some kind of journaling exercises, you might call it. And then I have a checklist of things that I do to close out of my quarter. So I want to walk you through each of those parts. I have four questions that I look at. The first question I reflect back, what were my three biggest wins? So I want to see what I accomplished during the quarter. And this can be things that are related to your goals, but it can also be things that are independent of your goals. And so It's important that we reflect on these things to see the progress that we're making so that this doesn't just become a thing where we're beating up on ourselves. The second question is, did I make progress on my goals? As I look at the progress I'm making, I look and and I analyze what goals do I need to change for the positive or negative. So did I set a goal too low that I now have to adjust up 
Or did I set one that now doesn't seem as important as it did? I set a goal for 2022 to reach 40,000 Twitter followers and get 1,000 email subscribers by the end of the year. Here we are at the end of the first quarter, and I'm at 21 to 22,000 Twitter followers and about 850 to 900 email subscribers. So while I thought those were extremely aggressive goals when I set them, it appears that they might be too low. So it's possible that I'm going to adjust these goals up so that I can keep myself motivated to keep pushing. I mentioned that I had set a goal for myself to lose an amount of weight. I also set a goal to go on a certain number of networking calls, a certain number of journaling. Well, those at this point are slightly out of reach because I didn't make the progress that I wanted to make. So what I'm going to do for quarter two and for the rest of the year is I'm going to adjust those goals to be more realistic. The thing that ends up happening a lot of times is we don't adjust our goals and then we know we can't reach them. So our motivation wanes. And so we want to avoid that motivation waning. It might be that I determined that this goal was one I shouldn't even set to begin with. So it could be that I just delete the goal from my list of goals. But it could also be that I adjust the goal down to be more accurate with the time remaining. I spent a lot of time in quarter one trying to build my email list, trying to build my Twitter. And I didn't spend as much time as I should have on different health goals or on the journaling goals. So it could be that I have to rebalance how much time and energy I'm focusing on those. It could be that one of my two to three focus goals for quarter two would be the health goals. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but it's possible that I could make that adjustment. So I'm just trying to give you insight into the way I would go about this process. The third question I ask is, what did I do last quarter that has not helped me 10 times my life? And so this number 10 times is kind of arbitrary, but the point behind this question is, what is going to get me exponential increases or what's going to exponentially decrease my standard of living if I continued to do it as I did it in the last quarter. The reality is, is we look at things on a very short time scale. And when we do that, we justify the decisions that we're making. We justify them in, in having a bad habit, say like, I know my habit of drinking too much pop is a bad habit, but I justify it because I'm looking at a short time scale. But it could also be that we quit a good habit because we're not looking at it in the long term. It could be that we've started walking every morning, but we're not seeing results, so we decide we're going to quit walking. But what we didn't realize is the compound effect that walking would have over a 10 to 20 year period. And so I want to look at the things that I did during the quarter and think, 
what is going to have an exponential positive or negative effect? What do I need to stop? And so I try and pick one thing that I want to stop for the next quarter. The last question that I ask is what personal habit would I like to focus on or implement for the next quarter? So I've set my health goals, and and this is a good example because I can choose now to have a personal habit that I focus on for the quarter, and I could choose one of the health goals. So the habit that you choose is going to relate to one of the goals, and it's going to help you focus in on that goal to get, hopefully, outsized results on that goal. I track uh, six different habits every single day. I I track, did I read my Bible? Did I take a moment to reflect and uh, be gracious or have an attitude of gratitude? Did I get in some sort of exercise? I've just put that as like 10 minutes or more. Did I have pop or not? Did I do my reading for the day? So did I sit down and read a leisure book? And then the last one is, did I plan tomorrow? Or did I think through my action plan for tomorrow? Now, the plan for tomorrow is one that I've been a little bit lenient on because I think, you know, well, I thought about what I was going to do tomorrow and I have an idea. So I've checked that off. So it's become in some ways too easy for me to check that off. So in reflecting, I've decided that I'm going to change that into get into bed by 10 p.m. because that's a very concrete goal. That doesn't mean going to sleep. That just means in bed. I can read after 10 p.m. But it's something that is now easy to tell if I was successful or not. I've decided to focus on that goal because I've realized that my lack of sleep is affecting my outcomes. We're in this weird phase of having a newborn and it just makes it very, very hard to get very good sleep. I'm thankful that I have a wife that Uh, has taken on the majority of those duties, but I still feel those effects as well. And so that is a habit goal that I'm going to focus on for the next quarter is trying to get to bed before 10 p.m. Now, don't hold me to that because I need to talk to my wife and we need to figure out is 10 p.m. the number that I want to hold myself to or is it going to be a 10.30 or is it going to be a 9.30? But whatever that is, That's going to be a new habit that I'm going to be tracking and trying to improve over the next quarter. So those are the questions that I ask myself and they help and they take time, but they don't take that much time, especially if you've been kind of tracking how you go about your life. The next set of things that I do is I have a checklist that I go through. The first is I review and update my goals. So I've already kind of done this a little bit because of those questions, but I go through and I reflect on every single one. Do I keep it the same? Do I update it? Have I made progress? What do I need to do this quarter? So I set some goals for this next quarter and figure out where that's going to fit into my schedule. The second thing I do is identify three goals that are going to be my focus for the new quarter. So I'll have more than three goals, but I I can only put my energy into a set number. And so I pick three goals that are going to be my focus for that quarter. The next step that I do is I review my ideal week. And this is a concept that I heard of through Michael Hyatt and his company Full Focus. And 
what he did is he sets an ideal week of if he could choose how his week would go, what would it look like? So this could be, I have all my meetings in the morning or I have all my meetings in the afternoon and I have deep work uh, in the other time slot. And it gets granular to where I wake up at say 5 a.m. I work out from 5 to 5.30. Then I do my Bible study from 5.30 to 6. And then I get ready for work. And then I'm at work by 7 a.m. or 7.30. And so you walk yourself through your ideal day. And you choose what those days will look like. This is a great measuring stick because often we get way off and we wonder why we're struggling. And it's because we're scheduling or doing things in periods that are not ideal for us. So reviewing this ideal week is kind of a centering exercise that helps us think, how can we adjust our schedule going forward to be closer to the ideal week? The next thing I do is I review my someday maybe list. This is a concept from David Allen and the Getting Things Done system. I'll link to that. But these are things that I've put out in the future, things that I don't want to do right now, things that I want to research, hobbies, like just a lot of random stuff. It could be anything. It could be articles. It could be hobbies. It could be projects. It could be just a lot of things, things that you don't want to think about in the moment. And I review that list and see if there's anything that should be moved up to my next quarter's plan. The Sixth one is I review my daily rituals. And so this is just, I have a morning and evening routine uh, and then a work opening and shutdown routine. It's just reviewing those routines and seeing if there's things that I want to change, if I want to rework those. And so this is a concept for Michael Hyatt uh, in full focus as well. But the reality is, is is actually goes back to atomic habits and tiny habits is when we create habit stacks, when we create habits on top of each other, it makes it easier to get through that sequence and easier to get all of them done. And so I'm trying to create habit sequences with that. And then the last thing that I do is I look at my calendar for the next quarter to try and just plan out, am I going to go on any trips? Are there going to be any busy periods? And then I try and make sure that my goals are in some ways a little bit mapped out through that quarter so that I can make sure and get things done. For this quarter, we're going on vacation in June. And so I want to make sure that I don't plan to do a lot of things in the middle to end of June because it's likely that I won't get to those because of the interference of vacation. So that's my whole process. I would encourage you to come up with your own process. I will put mine in the show notes, but I encourage you to think through what that could look like for you to change it, to match your life, and then spend some time going through this. Shouldn't take you probably more than an hour. The first time it may take you more, but now I've got mine down to where it's pretty condensed. So I'd encourage you to dig into that over this next week so that you can crush your goals in Q2 of 2022, to keep yourself on track with your goals for the year. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, if there's someone that you think could gain value from it, love if you would go and share it with them. Spotify now has ratings. I would love if you could rate it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're enjoying this podcast, 
I love getting to do this every week. Love hearing your feedback. Until next week, remember, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today. We'll see you next week.